I want to thank ReviewBiz for sponsoring today's episode. By the way, did you know that reviews are today's digital word of mouth? It's also one of the most valuable business and marketing assets you have. If you're not maximizing your review strategy, then ReviewBiz platform can help you. Let ReviewBiz inspire your members to give you your first five reviews for only $1. To get started, just go to reviewbiz.io forward slash try. If you're an owner interested in scaling, as in like opening more locations, until you get that first one real right, it's not going to make any sense to scale up processes that don't work or that are broken. So it's about trying to find what works on that smallest level, like keep going back and back and back, just literally trying to find what works at that level before thinking to me about any kind of scale. What's up, y'all? Welcome to the Gym Owners Grow Zone Podcast. I'm your host, Andres Escobar, and I'm so ready to share this episode and the conversation I had with our guest, Tessa Thomas. Tessa is the co-founder of Pipeline Solutions, a software designed to automate performance, reporting, and daily tasks for studio owners who use MindBody. With a background as a certified personal trainer and F45 coach, as well as playing NCAA Division I softball, Tessa knows firsthand the challenges of running a fitness studio. So she shares the ups and downs of running these studios and her current software pipeline solutions. If you're a fitness studio owner looking to streamline your business processes, this podcast is a must listen. You can find out more information about her at pipeline-solutions.co. Before we dive in deeper, a lot of pre-production work and editing goes into producing an audio and video podcast like this. Moving forward, we're going to be releasing a ton more gym growth strategies and offers from our guests and sponsors. So subscribe or follow us if you're really looking to grow your gym or your other businesses. You know, we really appreciate your support and are truly thankful for it. So when you're listening to the show and you think of a friend, do them a favor and share it with them because we all know sharing is caring and it really is just a nice thing to do. My last ask is simple. We all know ratings and reviews are really helpful for any business and podcast, of course. We would really appreciate if you would leave us a your feedback in a form of a review, which would help us reach a wider audience and improve the show for you. By the way, if you haven't already, give us a comment on what you thinking about this show and how you feel about it. Love for you to reach out to me on Instagram at meetesco. And I love to hear your suggestions and your concerns. You can also find me on LinkedIn at Andres Escobar, the number one. Now, as we dive into Tessa's episode today, I'm really intrigued to get your opinions and your thoughts about what Tessa is going to share with us. So let's go ahead and jump in and listen to our conversation. Hey, everybody, it's Andres Escobar here, and I'm once again in the Gym Owners Growth Zone podcast with Tessa Thomas, and I'm really excited to share her story. 
And I know her because she is a truly amazing individual that sharing her light for the gyms in, in her area and also throughout the world. Most importantly, I want Tessa to share her story and how she got started becoming a trainer and co-founding a, an amazing software to helping any mind-body gym. So Tessa, could you tell us a little bit about who you are and how you got here? Yeah, for sure. Thanks, Andrea. Awesome. Yeah. So Tessa Thomas, how did I get here? It's <laughs> 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 a great question. Yeah, I know. See, so yeah, I've been personal trainer, group fitness instructor, mainly on the group fitness side, haven't had many uh, or haven't had training, personal training clients in, in a while, but group fitness instructor essentially been in that world for, gosh, it seems crazy now, almost like 15 years, which doesn't <laughs> really seem possible. So I'm not going to age myself here, but it's been a journey. I've been an athlete pretty much my whole life, started off mainly playing every sport you can imagine. In high school, I was like a five-sport athlete. I was like, so you're saying I can miss class and ah. play sports <laughs> and have fun, try to eat, have my cake and eat it too. I was still a good student though. I'll let, slide that in, but ended up going down to the States on a softball scholarship. And then I just knew fitness after I stopped playing and everything was still going to be a big part of my life. So got certification. As I mentioned, you know, had personal training and then been in the F45 studio network as a coach for over five years now. So that's kind of on the, the fitness side. And, and of course, once you're in a business, you know, you can't help but see things that might need help, right? Or some efficiencies and things like that. So the software pipeline solutions kind of came out of that. And yeah, we help studios that run a mind body essentially grow while owners, you know, save time through automations and performance reporting and things like that. Yeah. And you originally, correct me if I'm wrong, started with F45. Just, I think your co-founder is F45 owner, right? Is that how you correct. guys met through yeah. F45? Yeah, nice. for sure. Yeah. Nice. So John Ledwick, my co-founder is multi-studio owner. And yeah, so everything's been developed from the inside out, which is really great. We're very much hands-on. We're very much in the studio still. So you, you're, you know, it's, it's easy to kind of get a pulse on where the real friction points are you know, as an owner and in the business. So one kind of feeds the other. Yeah. Owner operated. I love it. You know, this show is geared for gym owners and there's got to be some F45 owners as well. And if not, then studios, right? For sure. We've had yeah. Liz Suarez that was on, on an F45 gym owner. And it's it's just, we. I've been to F45 and I love the workouts. Those, mm -hmm. those are like intense and fast and go. Let's just for move. Sure. So you know, the first question is in life, there's so many ups and downs. It's like a roller coaster. And <laughs> sometimes it's like, you know, like, oh no, it's a ride. this way, we're going that way. <laughs> oh yeah. Yes, <laughs> and for sure. I really want to know, like, what helped you stay in line? Like, like you actually came from that you were, you born in the US, right? I'm actually Canadian. You yeah, are Canadian. I am but, Canadian. Okay. Yes. Oh wait, you don't have a Canadian accent there, Tessa. Ooh, it'll come out. Oh, come out. <laughs> yeah. Maybe if I start saying out and about and things like that, then, then you'll start to hear it. Because you're, yeah. you're joining us from Toronto, am I right? Correct. Yes. Yeah. I appreciate that because that, you know, gives us some little context on, you know, where you, you are now and, and how you got there. And so you're in Canada, you were in the US, you came to school and that's, I love interviewing athletes. I just completely love it because you know about discipline, you know about training. It's so important. What has been the guardrails? What's mm -hmm. keeping you on track 
with life and getting to where you want to and, and where you, where you are and right now? Yeah, for sure. No, it's, it's a great question. I think as an athlete, I think we're athletes forever. So I don't want to say former athlete, but you know, I think the thing is that it's hard to turn that off, right? Once you've competed at a certain level or that's been a part of your life for a long time, those I think essentially become the guardrails, right? Those, the lessons you use to, to get to that level. So for me, a big part of it has always been you know, you can't escape working hard. That's for sure. <laughs> you can get anywhere without the hard work. You know, I think we all wish we could, but it's just not a thing. So, you know, you really got to accept that that's going to be the default. And I think one thing that I've come to, a saying that I've kind of made my own a little bit over the last couple of years is actually that it's okay that it's hard. Like, it's okay that it's hard. You know, if it were easy, obviously we would all be doing probably the same things, but. It's okay that it's hard. And what that means is recognizing that you might not have all the tools, mm. right? Yeah. Right now. So what are the tools to maybe make it a little bit easier, a little bit more palatable, like one day the next or whatever's going on? So whether that's like leadership stuff or software mm. or, you know, and I mean, from the standpoint of understanding things, right? Or team management or, you know, just business knowledge, P&Ls, like accounting, like maybe it's exactly right. So it's like the things that make it hard are really just, you know, and I say this again, it's not easy. I'm not saying that it's easy, but it's like, I think we all kind of tend to lean into our strengths, of course, which makes sense. But it's sometimes if we can just like level up a weakness or two, it can make the whole thing, you know, a little bit easier. So yeah, for me, I mean, sorry, rambling a little bit, but no, no, it's good. I mean, one thing I took from that, if I could just like digest it a little here is, you know, count it. I just go back to this verse It's called count it all joy, though you go through trials of many kind. And so, you know, being in the moment of where you're at, you know, you talking about profit and loss, I'm literally going through, we're in tax season right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, it's like, oh. oh, I know, I know, it's painful. And it's, it's like painful. painful. It's like, oh my gosh, yes. I got it. Okay, what, what are we showing here? Showing this, yes. that, and this, all this stuff. Yes. And, and I'm going through a, a process of hiring another bookkeeper mm-hmm. to help me bring this on and really like on the day to day. Cause you know, yeah, the day to day stuff is like, okay, it changes. Things change so fast. Sure. And it's like, oh, well, now, now this, you know, you know. Yeah. Now, instead of like for us software people, you know, we're onboarding instead of just one person at a time. Now we're doing group onboarding. Okay, great. You know, and it's a problem. It's, but we'll figure it out. We'll get it going. And, you know, and that's an idea for, I think the gym industry, I think the gym industry needs to have a group onboarding. Like, you know, like, all right. That'd be something. Yeah. I would, wouldn't it? Yeah. All you folks. Yeah. You know what? It's funny you say that. I I thought about this the other day because, you know, pre-COVID, post-COVID, there's, there's all sorts of differences, I think, that we're seeing across the board in, in fitness from three years ago to now. But I can distinctly remember a busy, very, very busy time in studio where it's like, you know, it's like, put your hand up if you started today. <laughs> and, and it's like, I want to, okay, I'll talk to you four people at the same time because, right. you know, it sometimes it is just easier to kind of kind of batch people together. And then, you know, sometimes you help them make friends, right? Or, or kind of bring them into the community a little bit quicker, a little bit easier because mm. now they know some people. So yeah. I do think there's something to that for sure. Huge. Um, you know, group onboarding or almost like a cohort based introduction to the studio or to the gym could be, you know, could be on this one there. 
I think so. I think you just hit on a, a big topic called community. And so, but listen, we're going to talk about, I'm sure, I know, I feel it. Like this is like, this episode is going to be so good, but do share with us some of the guardrails, something that you did, maybe like a discipline of some sort, something that helped you really get some strides going, you know, like, okay, good. I'm getting going here. Right. Yeah. I think for me, the guardrail is really just, it's like doing something every day, which was mm. like doing something for the business every day. Right. So even when the business was starting off and it, how can I explain this? It's some days you're torn, you're just being pulled in all these different directions and it can be difficult to do the strategic thinking that you need to do for your business. And so for me, even if it was five minutes, I made sure that I thought strategically about the business every single day. That was like a goal. So that was a big guardrail for sure when getting started was just like, look, I'm trying to do this. I know I got to do something with this every day or else Mm -hmm. those are the things that easily fall to the wayside. And I think for sure for owners thinking from, you know, that 20,000 foot view or that higher level, like strategic view, as opposed to being in the weeds, being in the studio instead of working on the studio is really, really difficult. And so I think just setting up some time every day, even literally, even if it's like 15 or 20 minutes to think about a higher level problem or a higher level strategy is helpful. If you can map that into your calendar, amazing. Yeah. Right. If you could just like literally set an alarm for three o'clock every day or whatever time that is, I think that's a huge guardrail. I think for me as well, the data, you know, it's like the data of the business, so you can't run from that. Right. That's a sports thing too. Right. It's like the stats don't lie. Right. And I played softball, which is like, you know, softball and baseball are just stat crazy. So you can't hide from those numbers. No. And, you know, getting into the numbers consistently will tell a story as well. You know, going back to the data, because I know you love this part. And one of our previous guests was talking about, you know, in athletes, if the coach just tells you, you need to go faster. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. what do you mean? How do I do that? I'm right. already going as fast as I can. Can you tell me what I need to improve and how mm-hmm. to improve it so I can go faster? Don't just tell right. me to go faster. And the data is, I think, one of the main points that we got to not ignore. Like, For sure. okay. You know, in the business, you know, it, you're not getting enough signups. Okay, well, let's go back. Why are you not getting enough signups? You're not getting enough leads. Oh, not, why are you not getting enough leads? Oh, because the yeah. maybe the marketing piece, whatever, this and that. Or, right. you know, the retention part. Like, okay, what? Right? So it just goes down. Yes. Like, what is the issue? Okay, we know the issue. Now let's figure out, backtrack. Let's look at the data, how it supports or it doesn't support. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, for sure. And breaking that down, right? It's like, it's so easy to just get pulled all over and you just like feel like you're playing like whack-a-mole, you know, putting out fires kind of all over the place. So, you know, one thing we're thinking about too is like breaking that down into like core areas of the business, right? And doing that, that view of, you know, if it was a traffic light system, it's like, what's green, what's yellow, what's red. it's like, so if you have sales, marketing, team, product, as in for studio, like the product that's on the floor, if you're coaching classes, things like that admin and customer success or retention. Those are like the six core areas of mm-hmm. of your business. And trying to figure out what's broken or what's working, you know, can be to your point. It's like the question is usually how do I grow? Right. But if you think of yourself as an athlete in the business, the question should be, why am I not growing? Mm-hmm. Like what's wrong here? What's broken here? And the only way to figure that out is to break it down and look at, you know, that kind of flywheel of your business, what it is and where the friction points are. So 
yeah, that's kind of the way that we like to think about it. I love the flywheel concept. It's so yeah. good. And then one thing I took back from the first points being taking the five minutes, it's, mm-hmm. it's so important. And it's not just like taking the five minutes working on your business. It's like, what do you do? And, and we both know, uh, Matt Verlech. Verlech, right? yeah. Yeah. yeah, from uh, up launch and yeah, and so so he was talking about focus on stacking your revenue tasks mm, or mm-hmm. things that stack them together. Figure out what they are. Right. What are the the activities? Yeah, that produce revenue, right? And yes. I'm not saying that revenue is going to solve all your problems, but it's listen. <laughs> if you have an of, issue with retention, yes. you put more people in. Yeah, right. great. And then. All right, then you got time to figure out what's the retention piece that we're missing out. Okay, great. Now we can uh, work on that. And it's still sure. going to help you. Again, revenue, still revenue-related operations and all that stuff. Love it. I love it. All right, so I'm going to try to dig a little deeper here. So cool. do you recall an obstacle or a challenge that you had in your business, even in your personal training business, mm. and that you had to overcome, like something that he's like, I have to overcome it and I'm going to overcome it. And this is what I did, right? What is something like that? That's a tough one, right? What is a big obstacle? Yeah, actually, I mean, there's a couple things that do come to mind. I'll talk, I'll give one example on each side, one from kind of an, an instructor standpoint, which I think is actually relevant, you know, kind of to any, anybody instructor or owner. And then one from the software side, which is that, you know, boutique fitness is a little bit it's a little bit of its own beast, you know, mm-hmm. running classes versus having an open studio or open gym. And in running classes, there has to be a presence there, right? It's like, there has to be a confidence. There has to be, it's almost performative, right? To lead people, you know, successfully through, through a class that they get the results and the performance that they're looking for. And so... Not everybody is great at necessarily stepping into that, right? It's like you'd be a great trainer, maybe one-on-one, but getting up in front of 25, 35 people and leading a whole group you know, through those things is, is different, right? So I would say one obstacle there for me was by nature, I'm a bit more reserved. <laughs> so you know, we got some owners in the, in the crowd there, the same, right? It's like you've opened a studio, but it, it might feel a little uncomfortable actually to be the face of that studio or the face of that gym. You know, some of us feel maybe better a little bit behind the scenes or leading in a different way. So I would say that that is definitely an obstacle. And what I did was emulated that behavior, emulated that kind of performance. So, you know, we have people in our team that are great at that. And in those moments, it's just like, Okay, well, I'm I'm gonna be you know I'm gonna be Andreas right now. Like, hey, <laughs> like right. what do I gotta no, like? I, get it. I just need I to get like it. infuse that energy into myself, and then it becomes more natural, right? right? But if if it takes kind of modeling first, right, to get more confident, more comfortable, be able to present in that way, I think that's totally fine. That's actually what everybody does. You know, if you look at different industries and things like that, you model and then you make things your own, right, right as you go. So. I'd say that's definitely an obstacle on that side of things. I think a lot of people can probably relate to that, even you know, on the Big owner time. side or the coach side. I have yeah. a, a buddy of mine that he helps studios, mostly Fit Body Boot Camps, mm-hmm. and he does the selling for them. Like right. he'll he'll do actual the selling remote and close deals for him. Yeah, and and he goes to me like these studio owners, they don't like selling. 
they yeah. they look at selling as a bad thing. Yeah. But it's like you want you got into this business because you wanted to help people. Yes. If yes. we look at sales as I want to help you, For sure. like something I gotta get on a soapbox here real quick. So go for it. If your solution would save that person's life, how persistent would you be and not give up until they gave you like stop it. No, I'm not even close to being I don't want it. I'm like, okay, cool. Right. That's fine. So, you know, and it happens. And listen, as long as you're you're true and, and you're pure in your in your efforts, yeah. Like that's that's it. Now yeah. if you're like shady, like yo, step off. Yo, I, I don't sell. That's the selling that we need to get away from. And yeah. so but again, getting into that con the mindset of like, who do I need to emulate? I love that. I love that. Yeah. So that's, that's so big because I've done it in my past. Like who, but I need to study somebody who does it really yes. well. Yeah. And when you study that person, boom, 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 boom. Now when you're, it's your turn, it's like, okay, done. Yeah. Like it's, it's there. And that may not be the same, but it's your own flavor and it's, you're, you're okay with it. And so it works. For sure. Love yeah. It. I just asked myself like, what would this person do right now? Yeah. You know? And <laughs> Just try and roll with that just until you kind of get it into your body a little bit. And, you know, to your point, I think a big thing that, that, you know, I was the same way with selling, right? Like I was the same way with selling and, and a big, and that could be, you know, another obstacle for sure. But one of the big switches that flipped for me there was a legitimate belief in the product, right? Right. It's like, well, if you believe that this is where this person is going to get their results, then it doesn't feel like selling at all. It's just like, well, you came in the door. You're looking for something and I, yeah, I legitimately believe you're going to get the results you're looking for if you show up here, you know, four times a week. Like I really do. So if you're ready to get started, then let's get started. But it, it's not even coming from anywhere other than to your point. It's like this person came here for help. Right. So like if they came in with a different, they're looking for a different outcome. I've been honest with people, right? It's like there's certain things that you're like, there's a lot that you're going to get here. But if you're looking for something very specific, if you want to like, max out your like an olympic lift or something like that it's like you're gonna want like an olympic lifting coach right yeah, <laughs> it's like, right that's Someone like a else. different thing <laughs> yeah. right it's like you're looking for to train something very specific you know there's coaches for specific training sure. most of the people that we have coming through our doors are looking for general fitness wellness all those types of things performance for sure strength cardio endurance all of that 98 percent of the population is right. going to fit that model a thousand percent the two percent that come in and say yeah, you know, I'm looking to improve my like clean and snatch. I'll be like, that's not necessarily what we're going to do here. And I can be honest about that, right? But if you're looking right. for improvement in other areas, then... And so I think believing and knowing in your, yeah, like in your body, what you're offering and really yeah. how it can change people's lives is what it's, what really takes that, you know, I guess, icky factor out of... Icky out of factor, right? And then if... Interesting. If you have a lot of people showing up to your gym wanting to do the clean and snap, right? Well, hold on a second. Why do you think I'm the right person for you? <laughs> yeah. Someone like, out going there, on? something's going on. Who's referring you to me? <laughs> right. Right. What's happening <laughs> we're, here? It's yeah. Let's something's yeah. broken there, right? The data, like that's the data you look at. Like, for I sure. Love it. That's, that's yeah. so good. So, speaking of like the things that can go wrong. And so, like, in your perspective, what is something in the fitness industry that needs to change like now? Oh, that's tricky, right? I mean, <laughs> it's such a wild place. <laughs> like Things are changing all the time. I think that's probably something that is, is part of it. I think we probably need to just do better at meeting people where they are. 
you know, it's been a pretty crazy couple of years. And, you know, some folks have not done much, to be honest, in the last few years, depending on where you are. Uh, we're up in Toronto. We had very strict and long lockdown. So, you know, it could be different regionally, but, you know, me and people where they're at and leading with em- empathy in that, right? Mm. It's like in the industry, you know, there's a lot of things I think for us that are just not intimidating, right? You're like, well, I've been in this kind of for a long time. Like you feel like you can hop into a workout just about anywhere and be fine knowing your limitations or injuries or anything like that for sure. But for the average person coming into a new space or doing something new or just doing something different is exceptionally intimidating, right? And especially if you have a spot that has a great, a great community is great, but it can also, until someone's in there or they feel like they're a part of it, it actually can just be intimidating for them, right? To come into this group that seems to know exactly what they're doing. It looks like they're doing everything right. You know, it looks like they're actually having fun, (laughs) not not like dying. So, you know, it can be a lot. So I think I'd say that's that's the main thing that comes to mind. It's just like meeting people where they're at, understanding that really we're all in this so that people benefit out of movement, you know? And so I always say that too. I was like, look, you got to do something you enjoy doing, right? If, If coming here is like the hard, like the worst part of your day or like you dread it or something like that, I'm like, this might not be the thing, to be honest, right? Like this should be something that you enjoy doing. Right. If you don't enjoy doing it, you're not going to do it. So if yeah. it's, if it would, you have to be doing dance, salsa, you know, martial arts, if it's here, yeah. coming to the studio, that's awesome. If it is, you know, doing this and I think that's another thing, like you can do something and there's like yes and yes. Yeah. It's like go swimming, do the things, like do all the movement that you love doing. And I think I just would love us as an industry, I'm not saying that we, we aren't this way, but be more receptive to the fact that, you know, people are just going to do lots of different things. And also a lot of folks have not done that in a long time and just kind of meeting people where they're at and, and leading with empathy in that way. I love it. Yeah. And again, that's going to help with building community. Right. And that's yeah, it could be different. Like this and are coming from somewhere that they did something else different. They're coming in here. Let's say it's at 45, right? You know, you got your, your, all your monitors set up in different pods mm-hmm. you guys call them pods and stuff yeah. and, and so you're there and then the timer goes off and you're like oh my gosh what do i do what right do I do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh i've seen the panic i've seen yeah. i've seen the panic dies yes yeah. a thousand percent that happens then the trainer's like okay well let me now this is the one i need to you know work with the yes. most and stuff 100 and hopefully they're smart and they set them up like the new people together so you know, yeah. You well, the best is if you can get the newbies with a veteran, right? So they they get to follow the lead, but then also have maybe someone new uh, yeah. to lead on as you're. As That's you're true. Because then you got a together. whole bunch of like whole pods, and <laughs> yeah. like they're like, oh, like, and you got a whole flinging <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and they're like throwing it over there. Yeah, if you got a whole pod of newbies, that could go. is a beautiful word to hear when you're scoring on the soccer field. This last World Cup was won by Argentina because of one important player. Yeah, you got it. It was the goalie. He secured the win for the team. And in the same way, ReviewBiz platform will catch negative reviews before they go online. In addition, it helps you score and promote fresh new reviews so you can crush the competition. So don't let those big box gyms take your clients. 
ReviewBiz will help you build your online presence and turn your own members into your best sales reps. Get your first five reviews for only $1. All you got to do is go to reviewbiz.io forward slash try to get started. So do you have any stories to share? I hope you do. I, I think you do. And so people that have influenced you in your journey of business ownership, you know, and, or mm. just this trajection of, to me, when I say, you, I think of a journey, I, I'm thinking about a trek, like you're right. trekking. Dan from Push Press told me ownership is a walking marathon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a marathon of sprints. Is the way I like to right? Say. Yeah. right. And it's like, sure. you might run a little bit, but yeah. it's like, you're there to the end. Yeah. And it's like, you want it to go as fast as you want it to go, but it doesn't yes. go as fast, right? That thing, that's For what sure. I'm trying to say. Yes, 100%. What would be a story of somebody that's influenced you in your business journey you could share? Yeah, that's a great question. I think it's twofold from the in-studio side of things. So Liz and John are the co-owners. Uh, they're married uh, co-owners of the studio that I've been in for over five years. And seeing them own and operate and run one of the best studios in literally in the world was a finalist for one of the top franchises in the network in, in the world pre-COVID was super informative. Just from the standpoint of leading a team and seeing what that looks like day to day in studio, but then also running that business and doing it all with yeah, kindness, with strong leadership with, you know, there's fires, <laughs> like, you know, there's fires that are being put out at all times, but yeah, a calmness as well. So super informative being part of the, the in-studio team with them as studio owners, for sure. Outside of the studio on the software business side, so many, like so many, I'd say anyone kind of in our generation that's read the four hour work week by Tim Ferriss, yeah. right. As uh, Sean Perry Eventually, they probably got the four-hour fever, which is like, I can start any business tomorrow kind of thing. But it opened my eyes as to what was possible. And I think, same with Liz and John, it's like, I think in business, what gets me kind of pumped up or what's been inspiring for me is seeing what's possible, right? With anything. It's just, it's kind of crazy. But seeing that you know, you can build like a, an amazing business helping out, helping not necessarily, you know, I think we all think of, you know, the Zuckerbergs and the Bezoses and, you know, all these huge business folks that are serving literally billions of people right. with their business. Mm -hmm. But it's like fitness, you know, the average studio fit has hundreds of members. It's changing hundreds of lives. Mm -hmm. And it's a great opportunity. It's a great business and it's a great way to serve either your local community, or if it's, it's a network, it's unbelievable. So I think, yeah. you know, seeing the impact that a business can have on people and kind of putting that into perspective of it being a thing that I could do, yeah. right? It's oh, like, wow. oh, I can help, you know, I can help people. And, I, and it starts with helping literally. So the software business started with helping Liz and John it was like, okay, well, what can Got you it. do to automate things in the studio? I can help you guys. And now, you know, it grew from one studio to another studio to another studio. And, and that's how that business grew. And, and so I think for me, it was a realization that, you know, being a, a business owner, you know, and a tech entrepreneur, I guess you could say, doesn't necessarily mean that it has to start with 
helping a hundred thousand people. It's like, right. oh, it's not a business if you're not, you know, the next Facebook or the next Twitter, or like these huge platforms or whatever. It, it kind of can mess with your brain a little bit, I think, to think that the business isn't, I don't say worthy, but it's not huge if it's not massive, right? And and yeah. I think those are some of the big realizations I had early on, or not early on. Those are some of the big realizations I had a while ago now, but that have really been impactful because it's the reason why I you know, continue to do what I do, which is that I'm here to help. And if I can help our studios or one studio or one member or 10 members, it's like it, it compounds. And the, you know, compounding effect is what grows. It does. Either yeah. business. Yeah. You guys are killing it, doing really well. You know, one concept that really resonates with what you're talking about with me is don't despise small beginnings. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And so you start something and it's like, it's ugly. I was talking to my developer today and it's like, oh, okay, mm. just do this. It's, I don't care. It doesn't have to be pretty. It's like, no, I can make it pretty. I was like, no, 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 it's just start. It's okay if it's ugly. Yeah. And so let's just do it. And then we'll reiterations and we'll start doing it better and then yeah. do it better, do it better. So something real simple. And it's just like, oh, don't worry about it. Let's just go and, yeah. and help out one person. Let's help out that one thing. If we try to think about everything before we start, then it never it. happens. Yeah. Never I think happens. as well. Yeah, I yeah. think as well, like a lot of these big, I think we can also get enamored with scale. Mm. And that's something that I've pivoted away from a lot in the last little bit. It's just like everyone kind of gets enamored with scale. It's like something, you know, you got to do something once so that it can be done a thousand times with like less input or effort. Right. Uh-huh. And that's like scale. And that's great. But it's not possible if you don't have inputs to inform that process. So it's it's the same with like, Studio ownership, if you're an owner interested in in scaling, as in like opening more locations, until you get that first one real right, it's not going to make any sense, right? To scale up processes that don't work or that are broken. So it's about trying to find what works on that smallest level and like keep going back and back and back, just literally trying to find what works at that level before thinking to me about any kind of scale. So that's something I've definitely leaned more towards as well. I love that. Awesome. We are ready to go fast. Are you ready? Oh boy. I got the fast the lightning five round? coming. Oh boy. Yeah, okay. yeah. The lightning round. There you go. Here we go. <laughs> the yeah, fast five. Yeah. Good loosen up. It's ready. We, we warmed up. We're ready to go okay. here. And this is going to relate to the last question, which is great. So the first fast five is who is an influential person or people in your business journey? person or people in my business journey I'm supposed to answer faster than we're doing right now. <laughs> it's all good. Outside of those folks, honestly, a lot of the stuff out of YC, out of Y Combinator, Paul Graham Essays, Influential, Tim Ferriss, Sean Perry, Sam Parr of the MFM podcast, Dan Martell of SAS Academy, of course. Yeah. I think I just gave you three or four. That's or good. That's good. Good stuff. <laughs> What's one thing you wish you had known when you started your business? Oh, everything takes longer than you think it will. That that goes back to, to Dan with the walking marathons. Yeah. Like everything takes longer than oh, you think it will. Oh my goodness. 100%. Yeah, right. So you might as well buckle up because however long you think something's going to take, yeah. just imagine it doubling or tripling yeah. in time. Make sure, <laughs> make sure to have some endurance juice or you have perseverance juice. definitely to get going. 100%. Oh, so, yeah. so true. What's a book, a blog, podcast, maybe a media that you've consumed that has positively impacted you recently? 
recently, so right now I'm reading High Performance Habits, I think. Brennan Burchard. So Oh yes. Okay. Yeah. So that's that's been eye opening for sure. And yes, I also have, you know, the quarterly plan. And yes, I also have, you know, the strategic implementation for my team. And yes, I also, like it just keeps evolving and the hard the work is is trying to evolve as the person, right? To deliver in the business, I think. Nice. Love that. Evolve as a person. It's so important because we can't evolve our business if we're not evolving ourselves. Exactly. So you're not allowed to answer with Uh-oh. your own tool or my tool, but what is your favorite online tool? <laughs> oh, good one. Uh, favorite online tool. I mean, stuff's getting crazy in AI right now. Like yeah. chat GBT stuff is getting Ooh, just pretty yes. crazy. Yes, it, it is. It's, I can't even really say it's my favorite tool because... I'm still so blown away with everything right. that's happening. I haven't even, you know, I'm just like scratching the surface on it, but it's, it's wild. Like they just, and it's evolving so fast. Like, just, just on, like plugins dude. yesterday. I'm like, crazy I actually been using plugins on. before they announced that. I was wow. like, this is, this is some real stuff. Next level stuff. Yeah. That, that to me is, I mean, I, I can't say it's my favorite, like it's up because I don't I haven't really gotten into all the uses and things that I think we're all going to get into over the next you know, a yeah. few months and years, it's pretty crazy. But I think that's like the most kind of mind blowing thing I agree. that's top of mind for me software wise right now. And it's supposed to connect into the internet in the next version. So, well, and I mean, these plugins essentially connect you into services, right? Like open table plugin or like, uh, it's just things that are already connected. Like it's just, it's so crazy. Yeah. It's so crazy. Well, so, when I was talking I about plugins, it was, it was more like a Chrome extension. There's a Chrome extension that actually helps you with the prompts. And there's already these frameworks right. already laid out. People are already building yeah. out these templates. It's like, yeah. hey, I, I want to create a script for YouTube, VSL, right. whatever. Right. So yeah. that's like, wow. Yeah. And if guys, if you guys are like, what are they talking about? <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. We're a little tech heads right. in here. So Got we know. Nerdy. Yeah. <laughs> please reach out to us and. Tell us what do you mean by this? Because I don't want to get left behind. Don't yeah, get left behind, please. Definitely. Sure. So um, yeah, AI is definitely top AI for me right for now. For sure. Tap into that for sure. By the way, we're actually going to be using AI for our review platform where nice. it's going to help you reply to the reviews with a magic button. So it's like, and it's inspiration. It's all it is. It's like, yeah, the review's there. Click a button. It replies for you automatically. You like it. You can add, remove, whatever you yeah, want. Can edit. And then yeah. send it out. Done. Amazing. Um, you couldn't help it. It was. Natural. I couldn't help it. It's like you I said know. AI. I'm like, we're going to do it. So next sure. question, last one of the fast five is: What's one habit or practice that you believe everyone would benefit from doing? You got to move. I mean, I know this is, you know, for the audience of this podcast, this is an obvious one, but um, even because when you own a business, it gets it's easy to get pulled in a thousand different directions every day, right. and it's easy to. Be like, oh yeah, I'll work out tomorrow, whatever, even as fitness industry professionals. But just getting that solid movement practice in each day, yeah. whatever it is for you, has got to be it. It's got to start there for me, even it if it's happens. like getting out for a, a wake walk up or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's you a wake up go. call for some gym owners. I know some gym owners where they'll I'll visit them like, I haven't worked out in, I don't know how many weeks. I'm like, oh yeah, my gosh. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> they no, have the equipment right there. What are you doing? Like, yeah. <laughs> Got it. It happens. As business owner, we get pulled. Like last night I was here till yep. 10 o'clock at night. 
Yeah. And I'm like, you know, I'm eating some, some junk and I was like, all right, yeah. well, at night I'm not going to eat that much for, you know, but that's it. I so. know. I know. It's just easy. It's just so easy to, yeah. um, basically we're not immune, right? It's no. like we get this, it's the same pressure as everybody else, even being in the industry. And it's, uh, you know, it's kind of almost that much harder to admit it, <laughs> I think, but right. it's like, yeah, the same pressures are there. So you got to build that in to, to the daily habit. Daily habits. Love it. Have to. Or if not, have somebody call you out and tell you, you know, let's yeah. go. That's it for the fast five. This last cool. question is one of my favorites. I want you to take a step back in time and talk to 10-year-old Tessa. <laughs> what would be the advice you would give 10-year-old Tessa to help her on her journey? Yeah, I think it would just be to follow the interests, follow your interests. You know, it does not matter what other people are interested in. Mm. It doesn't matter what parent, what mom or dad or auntie or uncle or your coach, or it does not matter what they're interested in. What matters is what you're interested in. Follow those things and don't be afraid that it could be more than one thing. You know, Mm. I'm a child of the late eighties, early nineties. And so, you know, we have a generation of parents that are like, we're in one job for 30, 40 years, right? Didn't change careers, one employer, one, one spot, um, things like that. So for me, that's the model I saw. And it wasn't a model that I knew would fit <laughs> for me. So I kind of became really honest with myself, maybe about 10 or 12 years ago, mm-hmm. um, that that wasn't going to be the model for me. But, you know, that's still maybe 10 or 15 years removed from 10-year-old me. So I just tell 10-year-old me that it's possible to do more than one thing. You know, you don't got to pick one thing and and set that as your thing you're interested in for the foreseeable rest of your life. Right. Like it it looks. Yeah. Yeah. Just follow the interests. Everything's going to work out. If you're not interested in it, it's not going to go anywhere. You know, the person who is interested in that thing that you're doing that you're not interested in, it's going to outperform you. Wow. 10 out of 10 yeah. times. So, sure. you know, it also means that your success at that thing is going to be not probably where you want it to be because you can yeah. get outcompeted. So, yeah, that's kind of, I think, what I would say. I love it. Self. Thank you so much, Tessa. Of Tessa, course, thank you. Tell us a little bit about Pipeline Solutions, if you could. Yeah, for sure. So, Pipeline Solutions, we do daily performance reporting. So, what we do for studios that run on MindBody, instead of having to go in, pull all your reports, try and remember how you pulled the report the last time and all that kind of stuff. We just send a a daily report. It's got about 10 different metrics and action items on it for studio owners and their teams. Comes Monday to Friday, just a single PDF. So it has your conversion metrics, has your new members, it has your leads that haven't made a purchase yet. It has all your trialers, what classes they've attended. It has all of your milestones for your members, who's coming up on 25 classes, who's coming up on 100 classes. It's got all your absentee member lists, like who hasn't been in the studio for four days, Oof. seven days, 21 days. Like it's a pretty sweet, just concise, succinct report. It's like, if, if I only got this report today, I'd be okay in taking, you know, seven to 10 actions in my business and, and trying to move the needle. So we do that. And then we also automate uh, late cancel, no show fees for studios. So again, consistency there, it sets the studio culture and nobody wants to do that manually and especially on like a Saturday or Sunday. So we automate that process. And then the one other automation we have is uh, booking management automation. So we help remove double bookings and we call them weightless squatters, but 
members that kind of just take up spots all over your class schedule and have no intention of of actually using them all. Our system kind of cleans all that up. So yeah, that's how we do. We got a lot of things in the roadmap, a lot of things coming, and you can find us at pipeline-solutions.co. Nice. Um, And guys, don't wait for MindBody to purchase Pipeline Solutions. (laughs) Go ahead and figure it out. Do you mind giving us like the audience some kind of like uh, some special or something? Give give them the little little taste of what you can offer them. Is there something you can you come up with something? Drum something up for them. Drum something up for the review business. Yeah, for sure. If you email me, Jim Owner Growth Zone. Jim Owner Growth Zone. That's that's the audience. Jim Owner Growth Zone. That's the audience. If you uh, email me, Tessa at Pipeline Dash or hyphen solutions.co. And uh, if you let me know that you heard us on the gym owner's growth zone, then uh, we can knock an additional, we can give you the multi-studio discount, right? Oh. So we do a multi-studio. If you're a single studio and you let us know that you heard us on the podcast, we'll, we'll share that multi-studio discount with you. How about nice. That? Thank you so much. Appreciate of that, course. Tessa. No problem. Awesome. Guys, thank, thank you so you. much for joining us and we'll see you next time in the growth zone. That was so great. I really enjoyed chatting with Tessa. Tessa reminded us about using the six core aspects of business to grow by asking the question, why are we not growing? I really liked how she showed us how an introvert could be the face of a studio by emulating natural outgoing leaders. And we can't forget that just because we are small now doesn't mean we have little importance. I hope you got that concept. I would love to hear what stood out for you. So go ahead and drop me a comment on Instagram. You can find me at Meet Esco, and I'd be super grateful to hear from you. Also, if you still need to do so and you thought about someone that really enjoyed the show while listening, go ahead and share this podcast with them. I want to thank you once again for your time and attention in listening to our show. And remember to follow or subscribe if you still need to do so. Our next episode is going to be with Dustin Bogle, and I can't wait to have you listen to our conversation. It's going to be about sales and his new book. You got to get it. I look forward to seeing you next time in the growth zone. Our show today was brought to you by our incredible team, starting with production from TSE Studios, music consulting by Tyler Schmeling, our lovely guest coordinator, Anna Ponce, and focus juice from our project coordinator, Mauricio Murillo, and myself, Andres Escobar, as the host. Thanks to ReviewBiz for sponsoring this episode. And if you want to get the most out of your review strategy, then go to reviewbiz.io forward slash try so you can get your first five reviews from your real members for only $1.